0: Hey, hey singles! It's a wonderful Big Fridays podcast once again. I'm your host, Robbie. I hope you're all having an awesome week. Today, our podcast is about affirmation, the sixth principle in our Motivate series. And as you all know, affirmation is saying great and uplifting words to others. So how have you been saying nice words to your family and friends lately? So let's hear the discussion of bro Edric Mendoza on how powerful our words are and how it can give life or death to others.
1: I will never rap again starting today. These are my exact words during the big True Life Retreat 2016. Now to give you a background, I started to rap during my college days. I've always been a fan of hip-hop music since I was a child. And it came to a point when I discovered that I really have the potential to pursue this as my craft. But as we all know, this so-called craft or music genre has this negative image because of the common stereotype about the content of rap music, which are about sex, money, fame, and drugs. And yes, I got to experience writing about this as well. So during my second day as a participant in Big True Life Retreat, I decided to surrender this passion that I have for rapping to the Lord. I realized how it became an idol for me. True to my promise, months passed without me writing and producing any rap music until I became an active volunteer for Big Singles Ministry. In the middle of our preparations for the upcoming Singles Leadership Conference, it was Big 12 that time, a co-volunteer asked me if I could write a spoken word piece for this event. I was asked to write something about the gospel. My initial reaction was like, oh, this is new. While I could still remember the time when I surrendered this to the Lord and promised that I would never write songs or perform again, I realized that God had a better plan. What does this have to do with affirmation? Here's the amazing part. I obeyed God's leading and wrote a spoken word piece about the gospel I was privileged to perform that piece in front of participants of that leadership conference. We also released that spoken word piece online and many singles shared it in their personal accounts. In their captions, I read how my craft was able to bless and inspire them. All this positive feedback that I received validated God's purpose for my life. But what Pastor Ekoi posted online became the real game changer. Mga kapatid, Madalas ako makakita ng mga magandang likhain, pero bihira ako makatikim ng isang gawa na umaantig sa aking pagkakristyano. When I read that, I was so encouraged. I thank the Lord for allowing me to realize that God can use every detail in our lives to accomplish His purpose and give glory to His name. Even the things that we thought were useless. God used Pastor Ikoy at that moment to open my eyes and continue to use that God-given talent to share the message of the Gospel. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. Indeed, God is faithful to His promises. I never would've thought that God would use this craft as a platform to share the message of His love to other people, especially to the particular audience who appreciates this craft too. God also gave me the opportunity to disciple my co-rapper friends and encourage them to also write songs about Jesus and His faithfulness in our lives. Years later, I was able to create a mini-album with the help of other Christian friends and perform the songs I wrote live whenever there's an opportunity. And up to this day, I'm still writing and rapping about the gospel, reaching hundreds of thousands of people online for Jesus through my current job as the content specialist for Yes Yesis Philippines. Pastor Ikoy may not remember that post anymore, but I will never forget it. We really can never know how big the impact of one affirmation can go. I know there are times when it's really hard to give words of encouragement to someone. But take heart, choose to focus your eyes on Jesus, and remind yourself of what He has done on the cross for you. Because when you do that, I guarantee you, no amount of affirmation in this world could equal the message of hope that Christ offers. And that is all the encouragement we would ever need to impact someone's life for eternity. So friends, I encourage you, be an encourager to someone today. God bless.
2: Hello everybody, welcome to this big singles event. It is a privilege to be with you all today. And if you have been following the series, we have been going through a series called Motivate: 8 Principles to Help Us Influence Others for Lasting Impact. Today, we're gonna talk about a principle on affirmation and how important this is. If I was to be very honest with you, this is one of the ones that is closest to my heart and so I pray that as we unpack this principle, even as it's been shared at the Sunday message, it will transform all of us because that's my desire is that we will all leave here after watching this changed somehow. So even as we get started, if you have access to a chat box or you're with someone right now, I want you to affirm them. Say something nice about them. Do the best you can. Say, it's so awesome to see you guys here. So glad to be with you guys again. Thanks for inviting me. Whatever that is, affirm somebody. Go, go, go. Do that right now. So as you're doing that and as you're engaging, thanks again for being here. Uh, I wanted to be able to unpack this whole principle that is close to my heart using a simple acronym. And I'm gonna use some props. Those of you who've been watching my my talks, maybe outside of this, I love doing this uh, through this pandemic and I hope you just indulge me. Here's what I wanted to talk about affirm, A-F-F-I-R-M. We're going to look at this acronym and see how we can apply this principle better so that we might be able to influence others for lasting impact or maybe just experience some change that we might be needing at this time. Maybe some of you are carrying something. You know, it's amazing to see what God can do when we look at His words. So I'm going to open up with a word of prayer, if that's all right, as we look at how to affirm better, how we can dig a little bit deeper and see this apply in our lives. Father, we thank you for this Time to to hear from your words. And I pray that's exactly what will happen now. We will hear your words. Silence our hearts and minds from all the things that are happening around us, even maybe as we're tuned into this right now. And we pray that it will, you, it will be ultimately you who speaks to us. And it will be you and your words that will transform us. So that after this, we will not be the same person. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, A-F-F-I-R-M, affirm. If you caught the amazing testimony of rapper Gerald Perlarta right before this, you know, I love the story. I haven't actually met the guy, but I hear he has some pretty cool raps and I'd love to see it sometime. But what really impacted me, connecting to this point of affirmation, is what he said. How powerful the words of Pastor Ikoy were that he was literally changed. You know, he was insecure about whether he should be using his wrapping, whether he should be using it for God. And the way that Pastor Ikoy affirmed him just completely changed. He used the word game changer. And the reason I start off with this, and the reason I like to segue with that, right? When you look at the Bible verse that helps relate to this, it is this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's in Proverbs 18 verse 21. And such a great reminder for us, how yes indeed we need to watch the words we say because the first principle in affirm a f f i r m is this we need to remember that we need to appreciate its power appreciate its power affirmation is so powerful that like i said earlier it was a game changer for jerel for many people and oftentimes he said i don't even know if pastor eco remembers it you know oftentimes we do things that are affirming that we don't see the impact and yet people are changed in radical ways so i would encourage you to affirm and remember to appreciate its power death and life are in the power in uh uh it said that death and life are in the power of the tongue right death and life are in the power of the tongue going back to my notes and and when we look at that verse then we can actually make or break somebody just like this guy. He could have crushed Jarrell, but instead Pastor Ecoi chose to use some kind words. I'm sure it was intended to do good, but I'm sure he did not realize its impact. And that's what we'd like to remember right now. Sometimes we don't appreciate its impact. And I would, allow, I would encourage us, even as we look at affirmation, to take a step back and A, appreciate its power. It can be life-changing. So as we look at that, appreciating its power let's now look at the second after appreciating its power I would encourage you to now look at um, a verse in Ephesians 4:29 let's take a look at this right now Ephesians 4:29 here we go Ephesians 4:29 let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth but only such a word that is good for edification there's that word according to the need of the moment so that it may um, so that it will give grace to those who hear right so Ephesians 4:29. And what is amazing about that is we can unpack three different things from this particular verse that remind us of affirmation. So let's do that right now. The first, if you remember the verse here, so, but only such a word as is good for edification, what does that word mean? If you look at the word, the English word actually comes from the word edifice, which means to what? Build up. And when you look at building up, you think about... Building structures, an edifice, right? Building up is, is essentially words that will help encourage or uplift somebody instead of, you said it, tearing them down. So it's so important to choose to focus on words that build up. Focus on words that build up or focus on build up words. That's the next. So A, appreciate its power. F, focus on build up words. What does this mean? when you look at build-up words or things that encourage or uplift you know I'm I'm taking this course right now online and it's a master's program in executive education to help you know me learn things even as we're all trying to figure out how to move forward in this new normal Uh, I remember the course that I took called fundamentals of negotiation highlighted something very interesting it said that there's what's called an anchoring effect where If you focus on something in the context of a negotiation, right, you want to be able to give a proposal and you want to be able to maybe give it first so that that first thing you propose will now be an anchor. It will be the centerpiece of the discussion because it's the thing that stood out. And it's interesting that the term came from a research where they looked at people who would be driving cars in the middle of a desert And as they're driving in the middle of the desert if a tree suddenly pops out as they're driving the funny thing is there's a high likelihood that the people traveling through that desert seeing the uh, tree will now bump into it right so obviously there's a road but it's just no nothing in sight so when they see that there's a high likelihood of people crashing into it even if they know they're not supposed to why it's because of an anchoring effect when we see something even if we don't want to focus on it and we know we're not supposed to crash into it because it's already it's the only thing that's standing out right there and because we're so focused on it even if we don't want to crash into it we end up what smashing into it so that's the anchoring effect and I share that because in the same way as we now look at affirming I want to encourage us above all the clutter of the different things that can be said the different words the different ways we communicate let's focus on the things that build up let that be your anchor concentrate on saying okay what things can I say about this person my family members my friends my office mates my my the people that report to me or maybe even my my own bosses or my business partners in all the circles that we're in if we want to influence them if we want to be able to engage them if we want to be better appreciated you know many other things that we can unpack here we want to be able to affirm and as we affirm This second principle, this second idea has to do with focusing on words that build up. Focus, lock in, anchor. So that as you do that, that will be the thing that will actually emerge because you're so locked in. Just like that anchor effect story. So what are build up words that you can actually use? What are encouraging words that you can use even in correcting? Ask yourself that question and if you want, again, if you're in a chat box right here, look for some build-up words such as um, the team that is mounting this, you're doing such an amazing job. Build-up words, right? Or if you've got friends here, you say, hey, thanks for always being here. You know, it's such an encouragement to have you here and hear your stories and talk with you and break out with you at the end of this. So something that builds up, go for it. Do it right now. Focus on build-up words. Edifice, something that edifies next what do we see from this particular verse i love how when we unpack the verse the next part of it right so let no unwholesome word proceed from mouth but only so focus on words that are good for edification build up it now also says based on the need of the moment so what does that mean the need of the moment what we're learning here is not only do we focus on build up words but i encourage us to also do this find the right timing find the right timing that's so important we need to be able to say okay you know I want to be able to say something I want to be able to do something maybe even constructive because the person needs to hear it the Bible says we speak the truth in love right so even as we correct somebody even as you want to say something they need to improve on it can still be a build-up word right so for example you have a friend That committed to do something for you and they weren't able to do it and you're really offended or hurt and you want to now help them see that what they did was not cool you didn't like it um, is there a way to do it in a way that still builds up sure you may have heard the sandwich approach which we learn from the Sunday message right say something nice and then give them the correction and then boom say something nice again so there are ways to still make sure that even the correction are things that build up but as we're learning in this next principle right F find the right timing it's so important that we say okay is this the right time to say it some of us we feel like well you know because they need to hear it and i'm already feeling it right now and i'm not gonna do it to tear them down but my goal is to build them up and to help them to speak the truth and love then i'm gonna say it right now that can maybe be a very sincere intention but we can be sincerely wrong as we execute it because it's not the right time for example I remember um, early on when I had the privilege of learning how to study the Bible and share it, my father-in-law, one of my early on mentors, right, um, he basically said, Edric, you can speak at this youth service. And as I was speaking, if my memory serves me correct, right, this youth service, one of the first times I ever actually preached a message using God's word, uh, I was so nervous. And because I was so nervous, I, I messed up on some key detail. I can't remember the exact thing, but something as ridiculous as saying, uh, like you know, it was Joseph who got the slingshot and was able to hit David, uh, hit Goliath, and kill him. So Joseph instead of David, right? Major blunder. I mean, it was it's such a simple uh, fact that many people know, and I was I messed up on it because I was so nervous. So. This is why I'm saying it's important to focus on timing. As I was experiencing this and uh, I finished the whole thing, you know, I, I delivered even if I, even as I messed up and I knew in my mind I was messing up on such a simple fact. I was thinking to myself, you know what? I will never speak again. Maybe this is not my gift. I can't even get this fact straight. And I was crushed. Now, I have to give you a little bit of a background. Um, I grew up um, kind of in a perfectionist environment where, you know, there's a lot of, pressure to be able to 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 do things right because you know my my dad was a high achiever and he was expecting a lot from me and you know god bless him we've been able to heal from this journey but i grew up with insecurities feeling like i was never good enough so i had to find ways to prove myself because of the fact that in my growing years my father who was very honest in sharing this was not as affirming as he should have been and the reality was his mom and his parents weren't as affirming towards him either so he didn't really have a model anyway So I'm thinking about this. I'm insecure. I'm really worried about what my father-in-law would now say to me as he allowed me to preach and share the word. I go backstage and I'm just crushed, right? I'm like, oh no, he's going to come in and say, Edric, you know what? You're really not gifted in this area. It's okay. We'll find something else. You know, I was already preparing myself for criticism because that's kind of what I was used to. Um, So he comes in and as he comes in, he looks at me and if you've ever seen uh, Pastor Peter, our senior pastor of CCF, right? He looks at me like this kind of sideways and he goes, "Son, good job." And I was like, "Good job. I messed up on a fundamental thing, you know and I didn't say that out loud, but that's what I was thinking, and I said, "Thanks, Dad, you know And as he left, I was a little bit in shock, and I was like, "Good job. I messed up something so simple. And after that moment... I realized the wisdom of what he was trying to do which is related to this point what is the point again in affirming somebody as the Bible said right based on the need of the moment we need to find the right timing F find the right timing several months later in one of our dinner gatherings the family's relaxed I'm with him and he's like hey son do you remember that time where you were preaching and then he reminded me of the detail where you said that thing about Joseph and the slingshot, and he killed Goliath. Uh, You know, I really think you need to make sure that you review your Bible facts before you go up there. Calm down so that when you go, you'll be able to remember and execute well. I'm like, thanks, Dad. Yes, I do remember. He waited for the right timing. And that's why it's so important. We can mean well. We can focus on build up words, which is what we said, appreciating its power, right? Which is the first thing we said. But if we say it at the wrong time, it can just be also equally devastating so find the right timing so 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 important let's move on as we do this a f f affirm appreciate the power focus on build up words find the right timing what's next in this wonderful verse ephesians 4:29. it's such a loaded uh, verse and i have made sure my family and my kids remember it because it's so powerful so we looked at making sure we only right focus on words that build up so focus on build up words we said that we would also find the right timing based on the need of the moment right so important we now want to say okay it must give grace to those who hear what does that mean so because it says give grace to those who hear what we're looking at is this next acronym or this next letter A F F I. We need to be able to ask an honest question. What is our motivation? Why are we doing this? Investigate your motives. We need to be able to ask ourselves, okay, you know, I'm going to make sure that I know that death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's such a powerful thing. Great, I get that. I'm going to make sure that as I speak to others, I will choose to only use build up words. I'm going to anchor on those words. Build up only. And then I'm going to find the right timing as I've learned. But I also need to be able to do this. And this is so important. You know, Our motive must be to give grace to those who hear. To be a blessing. And even as we want to correct them, as we said earlier, if our motivation is to be a blessing, then you know what? There might be times where we actually say something that might not have been the most building up statement. But because the motivations are pure, And we have used maybe a lot of other build-up words around that. Then it will cover up even the mess up of the words. And I've seen that. You know, I've seen that in my parenting with my kids. I've seen that in my relationship with my wife. Have I always said words that build up? No. Have I always... Focused on just build up words, honestly, no. Um, I do appreciate its power, right? So there have been times where I've said hurtful words. I've said things out of, the, out of the wrong timing. And I've done this even in the workplace, right? So many of us, many of you guys listening here, you've got various jobs and businesses and things you're running. So I wanted to encourage us to make sure that, you know, even as we focus on making sure we do words that build up, even as we focus on making sure we look at the right timing, The motivation actually, in my opinion and experience, is critical. You need to be able to check yourself because we might actually be saying words that seem to be affirming, but deep down we have wrong motives, right? We're doing it to get a promotion, to get a deal, right? Or to to butter somebody up uh, sarcastically because you know we're really upset at them, but we're trying to be pretentious. Devasa sa Filipino, dita nagpapa kato, right? We're pumapanggap lang tayo in Filipino, so we need to be able to check our motivations again in the way we communicate to people if we sincerely want to influence them. If we sincerely want to be able to affirm and practice this principle, to whoever, go back to the heart and say, what is the reason I'm doing this? And I love how we see this in 1 Peter 4 verse 8, right? It says, Above all, all, keep fervent in your love for one another. What is it? Love for one another, right? Because love covers a multitude of sins. So if our motivation in being able to affirm somebody, whether it's, Saying something that you like or helping correct something you want to change. If our motivation is love, giving grace, to be a blessing, then you know what will happen? Then even if we have done some things or said some things hurtful in the past, oh, you maybe have had wrong timings, then love will cover over those things as well. And the lasting impact and impression that that person will have of you would be something positive, something good. And I've seen that again, you know, in my family, my wife, by God's grace, she's forgiven me, loves me. My kids have done that. Also, I've got six kids, by the way, in case you don't believe me, but I do. Um, And, you know, even in the workplace, um, I've had the privilege of leading teams through the years. And what I wanted to do right now is be a little bit more honest and share how there was a time when in one of the teams that I was leading, I moved on seasons, right? Uh, and, And this is the team called Homeschool Global. I moved on seasons, we got a new CEO on board, amazing friend, and partner of ours uh, who came on board and I stepped back as the chairman. So I did not get as involved anymore in the leading of the team, in getting into their lives and encouraging them and rallying them towards a goal, which I kind of miss. But I look back with fun memories and I look back at things like birthdays where during birthdays, part of the culture we had was we would send notes to the person on birthdays, things that we appreciate or affirm and I'm sharing this story to you because maybe a as a practical application you might want to create simple traditions or celebrations like that where you affirm people uh, on a side cuento if you will side story Uh, as a culture in the family what we do every time it's the birthday of a family member we appreciate them we call it honoring you know not to steal any honor or glory from the Lord but just to appreciate them Um, because things can get lost you know in the day-to-day life So we say things or we write a card or we do both and we appreciate them one by one. We say what we appreciate from our hearts. Um, So that might be a practice you want to also embrace. And in in the company, when I was leading the team, during birthdays, we would do the same thing. We would write things we appreciate about the person and then our HR team would create some creative packaging and send it over to the birthday celebrant. And then our HR team and some volunteers would now try and make that person feel special with some other surprise around it, right? One of these occasions, I remember... Um, on my birthday they did the same and as I moved on from that season right became the chair and pursued other ventures even as I helped oversee big picture stuff at at HG um, I came across a note he said Edric here's his note so you guys can see right legit legit I'm not inventing that's not my handwriting so I'm not writing this to myself he said Edric happy birthday I am beyond blessed to be a part of HG and also to be under your leadership It has only been three months. You know, I got a little sentimental because as I said, even as I moved on, I was, you know, I missed the team. I missed leading. I I missed engaging and seeing their lives. So I'm beyond blessed to be a part of HG and also to be under your leadership. It has only been three months since I've been here, but you have inspired me to work hard, to be the best version of me and to serve God with all of my heart, to be excellent in everything and honor God through my work. Beautiful words. I pray for you and your family. Thank you for embracing me here at HG. Signed, Curve. And you know, what blesses me about this letter, maybe there are some team members who are watching this also right now and you will remember this guy. What blesses me about this is um, he saw the motivation, right? Where we really want to make sure that God unleashes the best in the team members. So be the best version of himself. And even if I said, I was very honest, even if times I might have said things that weren't as affirming to him or to other people, by God's grace, because of this pure motivation, I care, I concern about them. It it washed over even those things that he was able to say nice things. Or maybe because it was a surprise birthday for only affirming things, that's why he said something affirming. Whichever the point, I am blessed to see that the motivation came out through and he was impacted even if again i'm not the best leader and i've had some errors in the area of words so i wanted to encourage you guys also make sure that your motivations are pure and as a kicker to this whole thing the reason why this particular note is close to my heart is he passed away Kerr, after a few months we found that was actually terminally ill and as we discovered that there was you know even as we prayed and did all sorts of things and tried to help him out he passed away and and so it became A lot more precious because I realized that even in his limited time remaining even on this earth where he was able to interact with us and we were able to engage each other, he had these words to say. And of course, it it deeply touched my heart and helps remind me that, you know, guys, part of the fresh side reminder is we don't know how much time we have. We don't know how much time you will have with the people who you're engaging. And so we want to make sure that we make those encounters matter. We want to make your impact the way you are, the the way people will perceive you to be something that is also something significant for the Lord, right? Um, so how do we do that? Again, the motivation. Check our hearts. Check our motivations in the way we affirm or communicate with people. And ask a simple question. Why am I wanting to say this? Really? And as you're able to clarify that motivation, then do it. I want to move on. Let's move on. As a wonderful example, if you will, or model to all of us, uh, I like the story or the highlight in the scripture where you will see an awesome but tender moment between God the Father and Jesus. There's only two of these really, where he speaks like this for everybody to audibly hear about his son and these moments he says something really wonderful and powerful and very touching. Here's what he said. Um, he said, Matthew 3:17, a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. So beautiful. Matthew 3:17. right? So powerful. Why? Well, we'll unpack why it's so powerful. But what we want to do in this next verse that I just shared, Matthew 3:17, is we want to remember God's example. A-F-F-I-R. So we're winding down. Remember God's example. That's the example he did. As a father to his son Jesus in front of everybody and now for the rest of the world to see and read through the scriptures, he says, hey guys, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. With him I am well pleased, right? So the question we want to ask ourselves is when we remember God's example, we want to ask ourselves, even as we affirm, are we able to do the specific things that are unpacked in that verse? You see, when we look at it, there's so many beautiful layers in this verse. For example, let me show you um, what this looks like. You know, when we look at it here, this is my son. This has everything to do with acceptance. Anakoto, right? In Filipino, this is my boy. So when we affirm people, do we also help them feel accepted, right? Or do, they, do we help unfortunately in the way we speak do we make them feel marginalized or rejected Uh, for us parents especially this becomes real as we make sure that our children know that hey we love them just because they are a child there's nothing they need to prove or do to be to feel accepted right they have to be honor student they have to be an excellent athlete for us to accept them as our children that is just destructive so part of the affirmation is to say i accept you because of who you are you have nothing to prove and maybe some of you are leading small groups i encourage you part of the affirmation just like the example of god is to say bro i love you i accept you just because of who you are now obviously that doesn't mean that they can carry on doing things that are not christ-like or ungodly so even as i accept you i love you enough to help encourage you to change what is not christ-like that is so important even as you encourage them but the acceptance is the main thing here this is my son right he says and then he says whom I love so in those set of words now Jesus is very being very affectionate Mahal ko to. so question now for us parents obviously this is a lot more relevant right showing affection making sure that our children know hugging them etc for our spouses it's the same if you are a, a, a single guy talking to a single girl and you want to affirm her, you need to be careful because this principle of affection might not be the best way to do it yet, right? Unless you are already in a married relationship. Um, But the the point here is when he says, um, uh, this is my beloved son whom I love, you want to ask yourself, obviously the relationships where it is appropriate, are you able to also show affection? Siblings, parents, right people whom you really care about. So for example, in our small group one of the things I miss which I like to do, right, when when I when you talk about affection and the way that God modeled it to his son here, whom I love, is whenever we end our D group meetings or calls, I'll say, "Hey guys, we love you." You know, that's one way of showing affection. Uh, but when I see them, especially the guys, my thing is bro hugs right my one of my guys was saying a bro hug is only three taps anything more than that is a little bit too much so bro hug affection like bro good to see you pop 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 three taps or when we're done we're like okay guys we'll see you next week tap 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 done right so you want to ask yourself just the way that god modeled this form of affection this example do we do the same thing are we able to prudently show affection to the people we interact with who we're trying to influence or we're showing affection towards maybe you have a family relative or a friend that you've hurt someone very close to you could it be that this is a way to help win their hearts back is to affirm them through this form of affection as christ did right whom i love maybe uh the last part of it is he says with whom i am well pleased so this is again um an affirmation of affirmation right he actually said i am so proud of him this is the 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 heartbeat of this particular principle is saying and expressing vocally that we affirm them and that's what he was doing so it's such a great reminder for us that even god as a father you know modeled affirmation in this wonderful way so i gave you some nuances of that verse and hopefully we find ways to apply that in our circumstances Do we need to accept somebody, make them feel accepted even as we affirm? Do we need to show affection even as we uh, affirm these people who are trying to influence or reach, right? And and as as a wonderful um, way that this all comes together, uh, I love what Chris Hodges did, right? Chris Hodges is a pastor who we heard at a conference speak about this particular passage. And when he was unpacking it, He gave a wonderful picture of what that might look like. And maybe for some of us, this is what we need to hear. Maybe some of you are watching this this webinar right now. And this is the message that God has in store for you. You see, he grew up again. He pursued becoming a pastor and now he's pastoring a church. So he loves God. He's serving God. And he would tell his children every day as they would go out of the house, he would say, you are a champion. You go change the world. Do not let the world change you. Gives them a hug, kiss, all the affirming things. And then he would let them go every day now one of his kids as he was going through his teen years he was adjusting learning you know he he was sharing how his son was very innocent you know he was not a malicious boy but since he was so innocent he was easily swayed easily influenced so in one of the times he was with his friends apparently his friends went drinking and they drove this car and as they were driving it with the pastor's son pastor chris hodge's son cops apprehended them and of course they got arrested and were now sent to the police precinct and as they were being sent there chris hodges now gets a call and as he gets a call he was thinking to himself wait 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 my son is at a police precinct arrested together with friends for drunk driving why you know, his first thoughts were, why? How could this be possible? I'm a pastor. I was affirming him. I was doing all these things. I was telling them, you're a champion. You go out there, you change the world. Don't let the world change you. How could this be happening? You know, and as he was racing, as those thoughts were racing in his mind, he now drives off and goes to the precinct to pick up his son to make sure he's released properly, right? And as he goes there, he sees the scene of some of the boys being escorted out of the, the police vehicle in handcuffs, and their dads are there and they're yelling at them and they're saying all sorts of things like he was thinking how could you do this you know I raised you up I can't believe you you have no respect and I'm so ashamed of what you've done and all of these non-affirming things and we can be guilty of that if we're honest and as I shared right can be guilty of that also so as they're all saying these things Chris Hodges said to himself okay I have two choices right now I can be that kind of a dad because that's actually what I'm feeling or I can choose to do the godly thing and what are we learning right here? This is God's instruction, right? To affirm, to choose words that build up. We've looked at it. He's modeled it. So in that moment, he decided, okay, I will not be like that father or those fathers. I'll be a father that's like our father God, even the way he's modeled it in Matthew three seventeen, as I just shared with you. So he went up to his son, And even as he was about to go to his son, you know what made it more difficult is a police officer said, oh, it's you, you're Pastor Chris Hodges. So it's like in his mind, oh, this is so embarrassing. He was thinking this to himself, right? But he went forward anyway. And as he went forward, he went to his son. He looked him in the eyes and his son, of course, was ashamed. You know, you could see from his countenance as the pastor was sharing. He he had his head down, he had the handcuffs on and then he looked at his son and he, you know, looked at him and he put his chest out Pastor Gus Hodges, and he looked him in the eyes, and he said, son, and the son looked up, and he said, this is not who you are. You are a champion. You will go out there and change the world. You will not let the world change you. You will be able to recover from this moment, and as he said those words, he embraced him tightly, affection, accepting him still as a son, because it's not conditional, and as he did this, his son broke down and cried. He said, dad, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I didn't know that this is what was going to happen. And, you know, as I as I narrate this whole thing and recap, the, the, the principle of the story is very clear. That there is power in words. And we need to be able to do exactly what we're learning from the scriptures we've seen right here. In that moment, he chose to say, okay, I will accept. I will show affection. And I will affirm. Affirm. Giving words that build up doing all these things that we've learned already right now. And so as he was able to do that, he shared how it was a wonderful closing or as a way that God redeemed the whole thing. The son obviously did not go into any more situations like that. And because of the impact of his father on him, Pastor Chris Hodges, on that teenage son, the son also chose to serve God fully and became a youth pastor in the same church and they've carried on since then. I share this because it's such a tender but important story for us to remember for many of you or maybe for some of you who are watching this as i said this could be the message for you god is saying to you right now i love you and i want to be able to embrace you and let you know how valued you are maybe you've gone through something right now you've messed up right now but he's affirming the fact that he wants to have a relationship with you he wants you to also come broken and say i'm sorry for what i've done forgive me And as you do that, He will embrace you and say, yes, you are my son and embrace you and love you and care for you because that's what God does. So I encourage you to think about that. Could that be you? Could that be you right now? Maybe that's why you're on this call. You need that affirmation from God. Maybe you feel like you're worthless. Maybe you feel like you're not worthy of God or or His love. Well, you know what? If you come broken before Him and say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins, although I'm not worthy. But I receive that. If you receive that right now, he will embrace you. Hey, God, I can't, I, I can't even imagine what that God hug m- m- must be like, but he wants to do that for you right now. So if you want to do that, I want to pray with you right now. You can pray something like this Father God, that is me right now. I open up my heart and my, my heart, and I want to be able to experience your embrace. I receive you. I receive what your son Jesus has done for my sins, and I'm sorry for the sins that I've done in my life. And as I come now repentant, and broken before you, I thank you that you're embracing me. You're making me whole again, and I can have hope in you. Thank you for affirming that in me. I receive this Jesus starting today. Amen and amen. So if you've been able to do that, welcome. Welcome to the family of God. You know, talk to the people here. They'll be able to help explain how you can have growing that relationship and see yourself move on from whatever point you're coming from. And you'll hear more affirmation from the team here, including Pastor Ekoi. So let me wind down. What have we covered so far, guys? All right. So we've looked at Affirm, A-F-F-I-R-M, right? That's been the main message right now. We looked at a few things. Boom, I'm back. Appreciate its power, A. We've looked at F, being able to focus on build-up words, right? Focus on build-up words. We looked at the other F, which has everything to do with making sure that not only do we focus on build up work, but we find the right timing. I is all about investigating our motives. Thank you. Should we do that? R is now being able to make sure that what do we do? R, we need to be able to uh, remember God's example as I shared. Remember God's example. And finally, my encouragement to all of us as we're hearing this message. Make the motion before the emotion. Some of us, all we need to do is, we know what to do, we just need to do it. The Bible says, let us not just be hearers, but doers. And that's what I wanted to close with. M, make the motion. Do something that now expresses the change that we've experienced. You're affirming, you're doing one of these principles or maybe all of them as God leads you through his words. So I pray that that speaks to all of us In the same way that's spoken to me honestly because of this i'm choosing to apply these things to also make the motion some people might need to hear the affirmation you want you you need to give them and maybe at first it's not comfortable so you want to be able to do it because you know it's the right thing it's of god and then you let the emotions follow maybe it's someone you've hurt maybe it's someone you've offended maybe someone you need to reconcile with maybe someone who needs to hear that god loves him in the same way that i shared earlier that he wants to affirm and embrace them as they come broken to him Because God does that. He loves us. He restores us. He redeems us. So that is the main message today. I pray that however this finds you, once again, as I opened up earlier, we would all be changed by this somehow. Affirm. A-F-F-I-R-M. Thank you again for joining us in this webinar. I'm gonna just remind everybody to stay on because it's not just a talk like this. You can break out and hear from other people and be affirmed. And affirm others, even as you go do that. So stay stay tuned for those breakouts and enjoy meeting people or growing in your relationship with God as you engage other guys, other awesome people at this uh, big singles um, talk and this event. Now, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to invite the music team to come up after I pray. Father God, thank you again for this time. And I pray the same prayer we opened up with that everyone would leave change here now somehow. That we would be as your Holy Spirit leads us, as you have modeled affirming, Lord God, that we would remember these words that came that from your scriptures that we might be able to apply now, how important it is, A-F-F-I-R-M, appreciating its power, the power of our words, focusing on build up words, finding the right timing to say these things, investigating our motives, remembering your example, and ultimately making the motion, even if the emotions aren't there yet. That is our prayer, Father God. We pray this, Lord God, that we might influence and impact the people around us or restore relationships and watch them come to you and and accept you as well as we do these things all around, whether it's family members or, or associates or colleagues or business dealings or friends, Lord Jesus. That is our prayer right now. Thank you, Lord, in advance for what you will do in and through us as we respond and obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.
0: Thank you for that amazing discussion, bro Edric. Thank you for sharing with us that being intentional is a great factor to give the right affirmation that will build our relationship with others. And just as a reminder, let's look at the acronym AFFIRM. A. Appreciate its power. F. Focus on build up words. F. Find the right timing. I. Investigate your motives. R. Remember God's example. And M, Make the motion, even before emotion. Now we've prepared breakout questions, which you can discuss with your family and friends to help you process more of your learning in today's message. The first question. What words of affirmation do you love receiving? How about those you love giving and why? Second question. Have you ever said words of affirmation with the wrong motive or in the wrong timing? Now how did that affect your relationship? Third, some people might need to hear the affirmation you need to give them. Who did God impress in your heart to affirm this week? How will you do it? Enjoy your breakout singles. Please don't hesitate to tap us up if you have any prayer requests or if you have any other questions. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, B1G Ministry, on our Instagram page, B1WithGod, no spaces, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, B1G Ministry. Till next time, guys. God bless everyone.